Okay, what? <laughs> Let me mute this. Because <laughs> otherwise it'll just it'll just cause problems. <laughs> I should also turn it like way down. Oh, okay. I uh, just about killed John D. I had uh I had some audio routing issues. <laughs> and uh He seriously gave me a heart attack. Well. Like I I I got real startled and I threw my headphones. So, so, okay. So what happened was, um, the computer was giving me some weird problems with audio routing and not letting me record. So I was, um, I, I had a track playing to try j just on loop to try to figure out why I was having trouble routing it through the audio board. And I figured it out. And for like not even half a second, like I hit the button to unmute and it was like, oh, it's loud. And like immediately <laughs> pressed it again. It was less than half a second. But I didn't know it was coming. But it was enough time to kill Jondi. She's actually dead now. So for the next. Jondi is, is no longer with Jondi has left the building. For the next hour and a half, it'll just be me um, talking with no one to shut me up as it should be, as I know everybody wants. So I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave this. I'm I'm gonna leave it muted. Okay. <laughs> You'll just have to trust that the audio is working correctly. Oh, okay. I uh, I trust you. In 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 this aspect. Great. Perfect. That's what I want to hear. Only in this. Though. Yes. Um, okay. So uh, let's let's not mess around. Let's just get right to it since I got to go to my niece's birthday party here. Um, today. I have to go buy a birthday present for my daughter whose birthday is today. Cool. Um, so welcome to episode 14 of uh, the ECAD, ECAD podcast. But is it really episode it's, it's 14? It's episode number 14. It's not the 14th episode, though. We'll, <laughs> we'll leave you to do the math. Uh, today we're talking about uh, thematic games, non-thematic games. What I wrote here, it, this is going to cause some controversy. I don't really, really care. Uh, I wrote Euro versus Ameritrash. Um, I want to I preface something here. I want to preface this. In today's modern games, it's often becoming increasingly difficult to yes. label yes, any kitten. games. Yes, it's becoming you yes, you nailed it exactly. Increasingly difficult to say, oh, this is a thematic game. This is a strategic game. This is an abstract. This is a war game. This right. Is, it's really hard because so many games are blurring those lines. Yes. So you may very well disagree with something that we're saying here. And you know what? You're probably right. You very well could be right. Um can you stop? Can you stop Digging at that, that's an empty bowl. That's not your food bowl anymore. Your food bowl's over there. <laughs> Jared's having a conversation with his cat. She's digging at an empty thing. That's not even... Well, I don't maybe, even know how they got that on the floor. That was, was up on the say, counter. Maybe you shouldn't have it on the it floor. It wasn't on the floor. It was on the counter right there. <laughs> okay, so anyway. So, Jondi wrote, at what game, 
at what point is a game considered to have a theme? She also wrote, Oh, did you delete the whole thing? Okay, here it is. Themes, theme versus mechanics. Can them ruin a game? <laughs> I meant theme. I hate, I hate you. I hate you because I love the E off the word theme because I'm, I'm crazy and tired. So we made a list of some games that we think do theme really well. And, and then I put, and here's some Garbos. Now, I'm not trying to insult games. No. You guys know I love games. Because none, but of, there these are some, none of these are not good games. They're not, they're not garbage games. It's just, just not For example, thematic. I'm just going to go to the funny one that's on this list. I put poker on the list of non-thematic games because tell me, what's the theme of poker? There is no theme. If, right. Exactly. There's not a theme. Kings so, and queens and numbers. Right. Winning so, money. So, but I also put Agricola on there, which is... Farming? Right. But the, th- the theme of Agricola is like... Push cubes around, pick up cards. Right. It's not a theme. I mean, technically, there is a theme. There's a, a coat of paint on the game. It's a great game. Don't get me it wrong. Is. But but it's not. It's not about dependent. farming. Yes. It's not dependent yes. on the theme. You could have you. It could be about having it could be about being a crazy cat lady. And yeah. it would still be a great game because mechanically, it's mechanically sound it's, it's a very not, sound game. Yes. And it's not dependent. The mechanics aren't dependent on the theme. Yeah, so that's basically what's happening right now. Um, I think we should start back at the top. I just wanted to give a couple of examples there, yeah. and we'll come back to that later. We'll wrap around. So you've put some stuff up here. I'm, oh, okay. These are these are non-thematic games that you've yeah. That you've so put I wanted here. to so because they're games that have themes, but they aren't well thematic games. Well, the well, second one is chess. So. Well, and crokinole. <laughs> chess and crokinole don't have themes at all. <laughs> Uh, but no, really, like, what point is a game considered to have a theme? Like, what point do you think do you consider the game having a theme? And I think we've defined that already by saying that I think you really consider it a game with a theme when the mechanics depend at least somewhat on that theme. Right. And uh, for example, one of the games that I put on this list was Formula D, Formula Day, whatever you want to call it. If you're old school, it's a day. If you're anyway, it's a racing game. It's a game about you roll some dice, cars go around. Like Here's you could thing. make it racing spaceships if you wanted to, but it'd still be a racing game. We listed that as a thematic game. The theme is barely there. But at the what end of the day, make yeah. What else could it be about? I mean, I mean, you're th- certainly that's why lines not going to make blurred. it about you're not that one. You're not going to make about being a crazy cat lady. Right. And I mean, I definitely do think that. That's going to be like, is my, definitely can you throw Crazy game? Cat Lady on this game? But would it still Yeah, work? no, I mean, so, I mean, the lines here are very blurred in modern games. They really are. They really, really are. And they'd have to be, otherwise you're going to be making the same games over and over now. Because there's so many games out there. Yeah, so Formula D, I think, is not super heavy in theme. But it's just thematic enough that if you take the theme away you still have the same game. Now I haven't played formula D, but I know in well, the later going, part of the year, we're going to be, gonna be playing, playing a, a marathon. So you're going to be playing an entire grand prix. We will be doing uh, 10, 10, 10 races. We'll be doing 10 races of formula D after Gen Con and pick yep. it up the back half of the year points and everything. Yep. Just like a real, a real race, a real race car. Um, well, I mean, what else could the game be about? It couldn't be about anything else, really. I mean, you take you take the theme away, you take all the pictures away, you're left with. You can't make it about gardening. What What is it about? Cubes racing? Oh, it's still racing. Still racing. Uh, yeah. 
So, but I mean, there are some games that you take the theme away, you've taken the you've game, taken the away. game away. Yeah. So, you know, some of the games that are good games, but the theme doesn't matter at all. Like Scoville. Yeah. From Tasty Minstrel Games. Yeah. It's a great game. When I did my print and play, it was puff balls. Yeah. You, you were moving and collecting puff balls. It was still a fun game. I still really enjoyed it, but... It wh- was. Now, do the adorable peppers and all that stuff make the game even cuter? And it, it makes fun- it yeah. look nice. But in the end... But it doesn't ultimately change the gameplay. Yeah. The gameplay of the puff ball print and play that I made is the same as the gameplay of the published version that's sitting right there on that shelf. Right. And it's still mechanically a very sound game and you could make it. um, It wouldn't have to be a chili cook-off game and a pepper game. You could be farming vegetables and making vegetable soup. I mean, you could be doing a lot of things with it. You could just be trying to, I don't know, retheme it as a painting game and be like, Oh, well before, before you can go to the paint contest, you have to, Mix your paints. Yeah. And like, change the farmer meeples to a paintbrush that you're you're mixing colors on your palette. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. But it'd still be mechanically a sound game. Yeah. So the, it, it's while there is a theme there, it's not a thematic heavy game. Um, Chess? What's the theme of chess? There's really not one. It's a strategic game that yeah. has like a queen and a king and a castle and stuff. But it's not... A rook. Whatever. I think I had this discussion with Kat um, recently. I think it was with me, actually. Was it with you? Yeah. Okay. I think Kat was also there for she it. She may have but... been. But yeah, chess doesn't have a theme. The, no. I mean, the theme is, look, this dude's a horse. This dude is a castle. That's not a <laughs> theme. Yeah, it's not a theme. But is it a solid game? I mean, if you like chess, then if yes. If you like chess, then yeah, it's, it's still a solid game. But I like the idea of chess. I used to play it a lot in my teens, but... I was in a chess club in elementary school. Yeah, see? <laughs> see? So, I mean... Um, I don't... And chess has existed for like 3,000 years or whatever. What? I don't Don't look that, that up. That's not the right... That is so not the right... <laughs> That's um, not right. Now I feel but the need point to look is, that But the point is, chess doesn't need a coat of paint on it to make it a game. Um, the history of chess can be traced back nearly 1500 okay, years. Okay, cool, 1500. Um, Santorini, I think, is the same way. Like, yeah, um, it's got some, like, Greek or Roman paint on it, but it's it's an abstract game. Yeah, yeah, like, it's got really cute art kind of with it, but in the end, it's just, it's an abstract game. It doesn't have to have that theme. It doesn't have to have the cute art. It's like that Steve Jackson game, uh, Castle on Castle Castle something something about I think that's Castle on. I think in fact, in fact, I believe Santorini is an is a quote unquote non non abstract remake of another game that was very abstract. Yeah, but all they did was they put cute art on cute it. art and also gave you like oh I have player powers. Right, so it's not. It's not a, a bad game, but no, no, it's uh, people love it. It's got a really, it's got a decent, it's eight point, it's got an 8.0 rating on board game geek, but thematically it's just, it's not it's dependent. N- the theme, on the theme doesn't matter. No. And it's the same with cosmic encounter. Like, okay, here's the deal. Real talk guys, cosmic encounter. One of my favorite games of all time. I love the variable player powers. I love all the different alien races, but if you strip all that away, you're left with what is actually happening in the game, which is me negotiating with you for a controlled territory. Me saying, hey, right. 
team up with me, beat this guy up. We'll take his his it's his planet in the in the actual game, but we'll put our tokens on his token. I mean, the same could be said about any game where you're negotiating. Like, Sheriff of Nottingham wouldn't have to be Sheriff of right. Nottingham. Right, and actually, originally was about taking an airport, like taking your luggage in through an airport checkpoint. Right. So again, games like that. They're I just mean, like bluffing games, negotiating games. They're retheming Cosmic Encounters like a Game of Thrones game coming out of Gen Con. I mean, There's nothing oh, cool. wrong with Game of Thrones. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Hold on. That already came out. That came out. The one that's coming out this year is the Catan one. Game of Thrones Catan. Yes. Of course they're doing that. Which yes. I don't know if if you you've, you probably haven't heard that news. Um, but Catan is also on this list under non-thematic because, yeah, again... What's the theme of Catan? What is the you theme of Catan? You any theme on Catan. Here's the I theme of Catan. I could make my little pony Catan. You could. The theme of Catan is, I'm on an island. I would like to trade wood for sheep. Okay. I have wood for All sheep. right. You're not on an island anymore. You're in space, and you want to trade dilithium crystals for photon torpedoes. Gasp. Star Trek Catan. <laughs> um, you could have Crazy Cat Lady Catan, and it would totally work. So... <laughs> Just saying. I don't actually know if you can you trade dilithium crystals for photon torpedoes. Is that what they are in Star Trek Catan? I've no, never actually played no. it. <laughs> you need to play it. Actually, is better. I think a better game than just regular Catan. Mm. And I have that really cool box made by our sponsor, Daft Concepts. Well, sort of. It, it's made by our sponsor. It's made by them, yes, but it's, it's not like designed by yeah. It shows they can they can do custom. Yeah, it's it's an example that of a custom. It, we'll post a picture of we'll, it. We'll take care of all that stuff. It's but, really cool. But what kind of what kind of things? Are, oh are you my ready? gosh! Are you ready? Do for I this? have to do this commercial yep. again? Okay. Okay. Imagine a world where board games and board game accessories have become commonplace and mundane. Out of the darkness arises a champion for the people and your loved ones. That champion is Daft Concepts, creating custom laser-cut birch board game accessories since 1923. (laughs) Johnny, shut up. I'm doing a commercial here. You can't just... <laughs> since, since 1923. Um, um, <laughs> anyway, so Daft Concepts makes really awesome accessories. They can do custom stuff um, for like custom boxes if you need them. Um, although if it's if it's like a full organizer, they tend to refer you to Broken Token. Um, because that's what they are specializing in. Yeah, but I mean, they can do a lot of custom work with you and work on if you need some cut, if you want some really cool idea for custom pieces for your games. And if it's an idea they can use, they won't charge you for the custom work because they'll just put the idea up on their Etsy store. Now, don't quote us on that because we we don't work for them or anything. Right, they're just a sponsor. But that is what has happened in the past. So I would assume that that's still accurate. But again, don't get mad at them if they're like oh actually we don't do that anymore because right and don't get mad at us either because but we don't, we generally don't, generally if they can do that that is what they will do um but yeah and- so john d has uh her her copy of star trek Catan was signed by walter koenig, walter koenig. And somebody else did somebody else sign no it? just walter koenig okay. which was Chekhov. yes he played Chekhov in the original series well only in seasons two and three he was uh now canonically he was on the engineering team that drove Khan away and fixed engineering. Um, you are making a face like this is Star Trek trivia. You don't know. He was only in seasons two and three, right? Um, 
Incorrect. Mm, we'll talk about this afterwards, but it's definitely correct. Are you look it up right now? He was yeah. only in seasons two and three. I can... No, he was in seasons one. He was in seven movies and seasons two and three. How is the Star Trek trivia that I know that you don't know? I remember... I, uh. But there's, there's, a, there's a plot hole, right? Because of Khan. Oh, Jeremy's here. Husband's here. Husband's, husband, husband, was, husband has brought you GED water. Was, no, this one's a little... I mean, he's not that smart. He's got a B.A. Husband, husband <laughs> was Chekhov in season one of original series, or did he not show up until season two? If I remember correctly, he was in season one, but very, very little. No. And I don't think he was on the bridge crew. He was not in the bridge crew on seasons one. Just on, only season two and three. But he was still on the show, though, right? I don't think so. I think, I Warner, think he was. I think I'm, Walter I'm, Koenig was just... I'm, I'm looking at... <laughs> His... Go, go look at IMDb. It should list him on episodes of season one. Just Google Chekhov's gun. <laughs> that's the wrong Chekhov. But that's the first I, That's the first thing Google recommended to me. Uh, Walter Koenig portrayed Chekhov in the second and third seasons of original Star Trek series and the first seven movies. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yep. How's there? How is that trivia that I? I guess I just never noticed that. I mean, because I just when I watch the Star Trek original series, I tend to anymore just watch them out of order. Yeah. I just kind of hop around and watch. I guess so. It just never occurred. I noticed it because there was no one on the first season mispronouncing things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what they say about Wessels. Um, What the heck were we talking about? Oh, Star Trek Catan. So anyway, oh, we're talking about Daft Concept. Yes, her box is signed by Walter Koenig, Chekhov, Pavel, um, and it's it's starting to get a little beat up. So she was like, "Oh, I don't really want to take this box anywhere ever again." I wanted to. I want to frame it like in a bo- in a shadow box and not take it anywhere and not have the game in it anymore. So our buddy Max designed Who does her... design work for Max for uh, for Max. Um, Max does design work for Daft Concepts. He designed a box for custom fit. Everything fits in it. Everything fits in it very nicely, and it has like a Star Trek quote on it, and uh, it's really nice. It doesn't actually say Star Trek on it anywhere, so I mean, I don't think it has any copyrighted images on it. It does. Oh, it does. Well, then they can't legally sell that. No, this particular box could not go on their website, um, but they can do custom work. But they, you know, you know, if you're interested in getting a Star we'll Trek Catan or regular Catan box, they could probably and do that without the quote. When you make pictures, yeah, they could they could do the box. Um, they now have the design for it. It and will not hold sleeved cards, and it also will not hold the rule book. No, I had to fold my rule book in half. Um, but. Some we'll people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe yeah. you would ever. Some people couldn't do that. But um, we'll post a picture of it. And uh, if you want any of Daft Concepts awesome products. There's a new promo code. Um, you can get 10% fixed. off any of your orders with our promo code Eat Chit and Dice 10. Yes, they fixed it. They fixed it. <laughs> I guess he didn't know that it was wrong. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. So, uh, so, and you can go to their Etsy store, which we'll provide. Yeah, we'll put a, a link, link, a link, um, a linky link. So moving on. The who's it's. Moving on. Yeah. So we were talking about Chekhov. We were talking about Chekhov and then, um, you know, themes and stuff. So like Crokinole. Crokinole. What's the theme of Crokinole? They're flicking things. That's the same theme as Flick 'em Up. It's the same theme of a lot of dexterity games. Yes. I I mean, I'm sure there is a dexterity game that is thematic. Maybe um, 
Catacombs? Or I haven't played Catacombs. Dungeon Roll? But yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 difficult to do a thematic dexterity game because the point of the game is to do stuff. Ram- Rampage slash Terror in Meeple City might be slightly yeah, thematic. I feel like... Because if you take that theme away... The game would be kind of dumb without the theme. Yeah. Because with that game, you've got buildings that you're that you're destroying and, and little people that you're eating and mm-hmm. your monsters like losing teeth. And honestly, I think without that theme, that game would be nowhere near as much fun. Yeah. So I would say that is one dexterity game that I would consider to be a thematic game. Um, definitely. I put poker. I'm going to not gonna talk about poker. Right, so... Theme versus mechanics. Jared, do you think theme can actually ruin a game if they try too hard? Uh, you know, I'm sure that I've played a game like that. Just off the top of my head right now, I cannot think of anything. But do I think that that's possible? Yes, absolutely. You could spend so much time. You could have an amazing mechanic for this game. And spend so much time putting so many weird words. Oh, I've got a deck building game about elves. It's basically Dominion, but all of the every single word on every card is written in Elvish. Why? No, don't stop. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, That's an extreme example, but that yeah, would be taking it, things too far. Definitely would be. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Definitely. Or, or like a Star Trek game where everything's in Klingon. Don't, right. don't do that. Now you say that, but you, you do know that there's a Klingon version of Monopoly, right? Oh my God. Of course there is. Yeah. I need to own that. <laughs> you, you don't. I do. You I don't. don't ever want to play it. Uh-huh. I just want to own it now. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I try to own every game that has the name Star Trek on it. So. But yeah, no, I'm sure there are other games that are good games where they've put a theme on there that is just like I feel like maybe so some far. games that they've ruined with zombies I, I mean I can't think of one right now but there probably are some <laughs> that have been ruined by zombies uh, yeah well okay so Dead of Winter it, I mean I don't know Dead of Winter is not a bad game don't don't misquote me here guys I think Dead of Winter is a good game um, I think the theme on it works because mechanically it's an apocalypse simulator. However, you could in fact put a different apocalypse there. It wouldn't have to be a zombie apocalypse. It wouldn't it have could to totally be. be like nuclear apocalypse. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's ruined the game. No. It just you know, it's it's another one of those games like Formula D. You take the theme of the zombies away. It's not about the zombies anyway. Honestly, Dead of Winter though, is not about the I zombies. I own Dead of Winter. Part of the reason I've never played it is because of the zombie theme. It's not about, it's not a zombie game. I mean, yeah, it's, it is a zombie game, but it's the least zombie zombie game. Right. I mean, I, I've met the people at Plaid with Plaid Hat Games. I think Mm -hmm. we played Raffle with them, um, with their kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, great people. And it's part, I gotta, I gotta be honest. It's part of the reason I bought the game. Um, that and the art is really cool and pretty. I haven't played it because I, at the time that I bought it, I was tired of, all things zombie. Yeah, no. If you put that up against zombie side, that is just. We've talked about how I feel about zombie side, and you're not necessarily wrong, but zombie side and Dead of Winter are so different. But the theme of Dead of Winter 
works because it's a post-apocalyptic right. setting. Right. And it's the apoc- it's the post-apocalyptic part that makes it shine. Yes. It's not necessarily the zombie I've watched part. it played. I'm familiar with the game. Okay. I just have okay. not personally played it. But yeah. I mean, you could put a different apocalypse in there. You could do, I mean, yeah. you, you would never do this because, I mean, companies don't do these kind of things. But you could put it as the rapture and mechanically it would still be the same game. Some companies do it. Some do, yes. I mean, when I was a kid, I had, and actually played a lot, um, a Bible board game. Well, that's, I mean, that's fine. If that's what you do, that's what you do. But I don't think that Dead of Winter as a Bible game would work. (laughs) Probably not. Could be wrong. You are so probably right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, um Flashpoint Fire Rescue and Police Precinct are both games that I feel the depend theme, pretty heavily yes. on the theme. The theme and the mechanics in those games are tied very, very, very closely. Very closely. Uh, I've actually had conversations about this before. The only thing that I could see retheming uh, Flashpoint as would be a Ghostbusters game. Oh, shut up. I would buy that. <laughs> well, instead, you got Zombicide rethemed. Ugh. It's the Ghostbusters. Is that what the Ghostbusters no, it's not game is? Exactly. It's not exactly that. Because that totally makes me even happier that I haven't bought the Ghostbusters it's, game. You should watch some videos about it. If you're on the fence about it. Um, but but yeah, no, Flashpoint I think would work as something like that, as a ghost hunting game. Because the you know, the point of Flashpoint is you're eliminating fires and trying not to let the building collapse. And the mechanics are very heavily dependent on that if you take the firefighting theme away from it you have a game about people walking in a building and you're rescuing them from nothing from if you had ghosts the ghosts yes that sort of would work it wouldn't even have to be ghostbusters it could be like it could just be generic supernatural it could be well i don't know i don't know anything about that show so uh but Um, but police precinct has the same the same issue i mean it's not a problem uh, Carl Fenner, don't, don't think that I'm saying anything bad about Police Precinct. Oh, it's we love one of my Police favorite Precinct. games. But we love it. The it's one problem, hard, though. The one problem that I have with it, and it's not really a problem. I walked up the very first time John D. ever saw that game. I walked up with a police <laughs> game, and she was, was like, like seriously, seriously, a board game about police? This is going to be stupid. And I was like, actually, John D. Yeah. Actually. So it's not a problem per se. It's just... It can, the theme can make some people turn their nose up. Like, where do you go from there? Like, if I didn't trust Jared to not lead me the wrong way with games, I would have never tried it. (laughs) I mean, I did tease him when he walked up because I was like, seriously, dude. Um, Because the same day he also introduced me to Galaxy Trucker and that did not go well. Uh, But I... You know what? One of these episodes, we should just spend the entire time talking about Galaxy Galaxy Trucker. Trucker. You know what that means, though, right? It means I have to play it again. Yeah, you do. Uh, Letters from Whitechapel, I think, is another game where you can't really remove the theme of the game. I mean, it'd still be about solving a murder. Well, okay, so Letters of Whitechapel, you could very easily take the Jack the Ripper part out of the game. Yeah, but, but you'd still be solving... But then you're like... still playing hide-and-seek with something. It could, you could just... You know what? You could straight-up retheme it as just playing hide and seek and everybody's the seeker and one person's the hider, but that doesn't make any sense. Well, like you could slap a theme on it. Like, uh, you know, some of those crime shows where they're chasing like serial killers yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But totally that's still the same it. game, but it's still the same game. So again, if you made it a Dexter game, like, Oh, you, you're, everybody's looking for the killer. I would totally, 
it's totally still the same it. game. Yeah. Um, it's the mechanics in that game are dependent on the fact that you're trying to find a murderer, basically. Yeah. Well, Jack, Jack the Ripper. Jack but the Ripper. But it wouldn't have to be Jack the Ripper. It wouldn't have it could to be, be Jack the Ripper, but it could it's be still the same. Jeffrey Dahmer. I it mean, could be, yes. But how. That's Although still Jeffrey Dahmer is a lot. Or, or, or Jeffrey Dahmer isn't nearly as interesting historically oh, no. as Jack the Ripper. Did you see, uh, like a month ago on Reddit, somebody posted a study like they'd done as their dissertation in grad school or something? Um, and they were like, you know, I've done a lot of research and uh, Jack the Ripper may have been Jill the Ripper. A lot of people do. I have read that there are there are some speculations that Jack the Ripper was actually a female. It's entirely possible. If you if you, I mean, we're not going to get into the whole. No. We're trying to keep this as a family friendly, as much as possible kind yeah. of thing. And I don't think anything. I do think Jack the, the Ripper whole Jack is. the Ripper like, I there, I understand why there's games out there based on that because Jack the Ripper is is uh, it's a mystery that is withstood time. People. Mm-hmm are interested in this mystery that was never solved. Uh, I also think that Firefly is another one of those games where the themes, I mean, please send us a tweet if you can think of a better idea, but imagine Futurama as the theme of Firefly. You are Planet Express ship or other. Heck, you could even be past planet express ships because we know from the episode about the bees that there are previous planet express delivery people and ships and etc. You could maybe play um, some version of the firefly game in a farscape setting. Sort of. I could see that sort of working, but except for the whole like, but you don't take jobs. You don't pick up cargo. You don't deliver things. Right. The first three seasons of farscape were just running away from the police yeah but i mean if you could you know what we should homebrew dargo into firefly board game can we please (laughs) well if we put dargo we have to put rigel as well okay Uh, (laughs) we'll Well, just make a new uh, ship card that's just moya well and whatever moya's baby was that i can never remember oh i don't remember either i do really like farscape though i have i have moya tattooed on my Mm -hmm. arm so you put you put the Ninja Turtles game on here. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that, and here's why. The Ninja Turtles game, while I love it, Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shadows of the Past by IDW, um, it's just zombie side, but with Ninja Turtles. It is not zombie side. You it do not, totally is. You do not need 500 hours to set up the game, and you don't <laughs> need a gazillion stinking extra pieces in order to keep the game going because you keep running out of stinking pieces. It's just zombie side, but with turtles, but you don't run out of crap. I mean, and it doesn't take 500 hours to set it up. Well, no, but not every, I think you've just had some bad zombie side experiences, but I will play zombie side. If somebody has it already completely set up and says, Hey, do you want to come play this game? And then I'll be like, sure. But if it is, if it is, if it's still in the box and somebody's like, Hey, I'm going to play zombie side. Do you want to play? And I'm like, no, um, I also put Battlestar Galactica on this list, but again, here's another one of those exact situations where the theme is there. If you took the theme away, you would still have basically the same game just without a setting. And actually that's my understanding that that's what they're doing. They're just putting it in the Android universe, Ugh. like Android Netrunner. See, I just think for me anyway, and this is why I would put it in thematic for me. I wouldn't want to play the game without the theme. Right. But because the theme is what appeals to me. Right. But you could still put any theme on there. Yeah. 
Um, but the theme is what draws this a is, lot of this people This is the in. problem. This is the problem with modern games. You have such blurry lines between yeah, Euro true. and Ameritrash. I mean, like you could look at a game and be like, oh, yeah, this is definitely a Euro game because all that I see is a bunch of little cubes on a map. And then you've got some economic board over here. Right. Yes. Okay. And then you could opposite end of the spectrum, look at a game that has a bunch of pretty pictures and some, some plastic dudes. But <laughs> when you get out of those two very distinct separate things, Battlestar Galactica, how do you define that game? What is that? I mean, it's an Ameritrash game. It's a sure. trader game. It's 100% Ameritrash, but there's strategy in it. Well, yeah, as much as there's a strategy in Secret Hitler or... Oh, no, 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 no. There's way more going on in Battlestar well, Galactica. Well, I mean, there is. I've, I've watched playthroughs of it um, because I've always intended to buy it because, again, I have a tattoo of the Battlestar Galactica yes. on my arm and also. That, is that the Galactica or is that... That's the Galactica. Is that the 77 Galactica? No, or is that the, it's the newer one. The new Galactica. Okay. Yeah. Well, where are, the, where are the pods on the side? Are they on there? I never really look at your arm. Well... This is a view more from like the front of the ship. So oh, you're more seeing yeah. the top. You aren't seeing the sides. Okay. So um, now I, oh, I will oh, post oh. a picture of my tattoo since it's been mentioned <laughs> twice. Uh, well, why don't we just take Battlestar Galactica, take the theme away and put it in Red Dwarf. I would play the crap out of that, but there's no hidden traitor in Red Dwarf. Uh, you got to find out which Rimmer is the real Rimmer <gasps> and which one, <laughs> which one is Ace. Oh, <laughs> No, I would play the crap out of any game that was Red Dwarf. Really, like, and most people would be like, what is Red Dwarf? <laughs> it is only the most hilarious show ever made in sci-fi history. Mm, well. Don't quote me on that because most people would disagree. But, uh, um, speaking of games that are just a pile of cubes that, you, that have an economic board. Yes. Power Grid is exactly that. There is no theme. There's in not. Grid, really. There's not. I mean, the theme of the game is uh, you have some uh, electric plants and yeah. you have to yeah. either make them coal or gas or nuclear. That's not that. that there's no theme there. No, there's not. There's not. There's not. That's not about anything. Nope. And Catan's not either. Look, I know everybody loves Catan. But I liked I like Catan. What's Catan about? Can you tell me, John D? What do you do in Catan? You're a trader. Not a traitor. You're a trader. Uh-huh. That's it. There's no theme. You're on the island of Catan. You trade wood for sheep. And you build some And you roads. have the longest road. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's not really a theme. There's I not. like the game. Now, if you play Star Trek Catan, there's a theme, but you don't... Okay. There's a license. No... There's there are there are added license. there are added mechanics in the Star Trek Catan version that are dependent on the theme. Okay, but but you can take those away and still have a solid game because uh, regular well, Catan. You can take them away and still have Catan. Um, Dominion right. is also on this list of like mm, does it really have a theme? Now, I've played a fair bit of Dominion. I can tell you the theme I of Dominion not, is this like Middle Ages. To play similarly to oh yeah, Dominion. yeah. Uh, the theme of Dominion is you live in a village in the Middle Ages. It's like medieval. Again, you can just Tonto Core is Dominion, but with it maids. It plays similarly to Dominion. There are actually several games that play similarly to Dominion. Yep. Now I can't Similarion. say that. I can't say that. But Dominion doesn't really have 
Dominion is not a thematic game at all. No, it's just a deck builder. It's, it's a just good a deck introductory with some deck builder, actually. And and like I'm sure I could have this argument with someone about Legendary, because for some reason that was listed as a thematic game. It's not, guys. Deck builders are not thematic unless you've done something crazy to the core mechanic of the game, like Clank. Okay. Clank is kind of thematic. Clank is a deck builder that also has a map where you can move around and get treasure. So Clank, but is thematic. Because what's the theme of Clank though? You're th- okay. So the rate have you not played that yet? Have you? I have played it. Yes. So I, I played feel it like with you. I couldn't remember if you were there when we played the it. The theme of the game is you're a dude that's trying to steal treasure and not get eaten by a dragon. Yeah. So but that's not a theme. I feel like the it is the theme. Check this out. You are Laura Croft and you're going down to steal treasure but not get shot by whatever the bad guys are in Laura Croft. I've never played a Tomb Raider game. Or you're Indiana Jones and you're trying to steal treasure and not get crushed by a giant boulder. I mean, there's not... Clank is not a thematic game. There oh, is shut up. They need to make they need to make a Clank version like Indiana Jones Clank. There's, Who makes Clank? Seriously, uh, Renegade. Renegade Games, listen to me. You need to get the license for Indiana Jones, no, and you need to make no, Indiana no, 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 Jones no, Clank. No no, 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 no. He's not being chased by a giant boulder. He's being chased by Shia LaBeouf. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. He's being chased by the Nazis. No, he's just being chased by bad guys. By a barely thematic game. Look, I'm sorry. I like Clank. I think I that it's a lot Clank. of fun. It's so cool. But I love the mechanic with with creating like your axle because you, you make noise yes. when you're sneaking through. Yes, areas. but how about instead of making noise, those cubes you're represent traps. something else. I mean, ultimately, you can change. You can take the paint off the game. And Somebody, it still please is a good make game. Indiana Jones Clank, please. <laughs> Even if it's just a homebrew, please make this and send it to us. Like, okay, Stone Age. The theme of the game is you're a caveman. Yeah. What was the Domino's game that we played that was... Uh Oh, yeah. Uh, Sapiens? First, yeah, Sapiens, yeah. I feel yeah. like that was kind of thematic. Sort of, but again, that was just Domino's, but they put pictures on it. Pictures of bears. Okay, I mean, but you know see- what is really, really, really thematic? Uh, is it Carcassonne? <laughs> <laughs> Carcassonne is not thematic. No. Um, above and below. Above and below, yes. And near and far. Yes. I, I will agree with that because the theme of the game, the, the, let's say the theme of near and far um, is about expanding your... Well, both of them. It's Yeah, it's really hard to describe how the game plays. It is. It's really hard to describe. It's, it's, it's a... But it's a campaign style game. and Yeah, it's not... Well, near and far has a campaign setting, although both of them they are both definitely have like story driven. Yes. Um, but you're 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 these people that have that you're you're forging this new land, and and you're in above and below. You are exploring the caverns yeah, below. There's a cave, and you can go. Yeah, and then near and far, end. not only are you exploring the caverns from the previous game above and below, you are also going out into the surrounding yeah you're going far and seeing what you can discover i really like that game because the the map is a spiral bound notebook that has different maps why hasn't anybody done that before i expect it to be happening a lot from now on i expect other companies to cool to do that i mean i like that even better than the idea of just you know giving you like chit 
boards that yeah. you can because it's oh god i just why come, hasn't anybody done that before come down. yeah um, so. yeah but uh, above and below near and far if here, here's the thing like so i've been talking about how certain games it's really hard to, to even tell what kind of game they are above and below and near and far I honestly could not tell you what the theme of that game I is. I can't label them, but they are thematic. But I can tell you, if you took that coat of paint away, you wouldn't have anything. No. Because the majority of the game is driven by a book. Um, you have an encounter. It, it's kind of like... It's driven by the world in which the game exists. It's kind of like Tales of Arabian Nights, except Tales of Arabian Nights is just look at a page and read the thing, and then, okay, you played it. It's not a game. Um, but Above and Below and Near and Far... And to an extent, Islebound as well. Honestly, I, I can't tell you what the theme of the game is. No, I can just tell you but that the theme if is If it wasn't awesome. there, it wouldn't be anything. Yeah. I it mean, wouldn't even, I mean, like you would have a board with some cardboard. Yeah. The game is very dependent on the world in which it, in the world in which it um, yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> See? Ryan Lucott is like one of my favorite designers now. I love... I love his games. All of the Red Raven games that I've played They're are amazing. amazing. The art is always really yes. good. Yes. Not a sponsor. <laughs> they aren't a sponsor, although if you would like to sponsor us Red Raven games, we would gladly take that. No, seriously, um, I love Red Raven games. So, um, How did we get... Oh, yeah. So we're talking about Stone Age not being... Um, Lords of Waterdeep also is a very generic, bland worker placement game. I like it. I really do. I really, really do. Uh, I was using it as like, hey, man, you've never played a worker placement game before, but you're familiar with at least the name Dungeons and Dragons. Check this out. Now I'm going to be doing a different game to teach people how worker placement works. Yep, you are. Overlords of Infamy. Uh, but Waterdeep. Um, pronounce that better. Overlords of Infamy. <laughs> Lords of Waterdeep. The theme is that you're in a specific city in Dungeons and Dragons in one of the many settings of Dungeons and Dragons you could take that away and put it anywhere it's still just a generic worker placement game right i mean there's a lot going on in that game theme is not one of them no seasons also great game great game there's dice there's cards there's a little bit of drafting there's economic phase what is that game about i have no idea I've played it a lot. The art seems like uh, not bootleg, but maybe discount magic, the gathering art, mm -hmm. but the game's not about anything. It's just a, a pile of mechanics that work together to make a really fun game. That isn't about anything. Right. And Carcassonne too. I mean, yes. Okay. Not Carcassonne too. Not Carcassonne, Carcassonne too. <laughs> but Carcassonne. Okay. I think we all know what the theme of Carcassonne is. It's a, it's, it's a real, non-fictional existing in real life on this planet city. Yeah. Uh, and there's a whole lot of history to that city. I'm not going to get into, but it's just a kind of generic bland tile laying game. Right. Not to say it's not fun. We've talked about my problems with Carcassonne and my problem is basically scoring. We actually had a listener tell us they hundred percent agree with our, with Jared's issue with the scoring and that they will only play the game as the app because they don't like the scoring. I mean, I like Carcassonne. I really do, but it's a good game. It's a really good game, 
but as evidenced by a lot of the things that are happening with Carcassonne these days, you can slap any coat of paint on there that you want. Right. There's an Old West one. There's an a, like Hawaiian Islands one um, in Germany. I don't think it's ever going to come out in America because of licensing. Wait, hold on. Actually, that doesn't make sense. Hold on. Okay. There's a Star Wars Carcassonne in Germany. Yes. But the reason it was unlikely to come out in America is because Z-Man was printing Carcassonne here. But Fantasy Flight has the rights to Star Wars board games. Mm-hmm. Aren't they both Asmodee They're now? both Asmodee now. So we might see it here now. Maybe. <sighs> Maybe. It could happen. I don't know. Maybe. 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 Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. That'd be kind of I cool. wouldn't hold your breath, though. If, you, if you're thinking about importing it, I would still go ahead and import it. Yeah. Um, Grand Austria Hotel is another fantastic game I've not that's not that. about anything. I've never played it. Is, it's it's not dice. about a hotel? It, it, it's sort of. It's a dice drafting. Okay. And there's three mechanics in the game. One of them is dice drafting. One of them is you're trading cubes mm-hmm. for customers, so some economic phase. And then the other one is you have to actually put those customers into hotel rooms, so something else, some other kind of mechanic. Um, there's also you have to like make sure that the, not the Pope, whatever. I'm just going to say the Pope. That's not correct. The Viceroy, I don't know, um, is, is favorable uh, upon you. Um, but you could make that game about anything. You really yeah. could make it about almost anything. Yep. Yep. But, uh, and then I also have poker on here and actually it says <laughs> poker, LOL. Because what's that about? <laughs> it's just about playing some cards. Uh, but I mean, there are some games that are extremely thematic. You take the theme away. You've got nothing. War of the ring. You take the theme out of that game. It's like a crappy version of Risk. The whole point right. of Lord of the Ring, Lord of the Ring, War of the Ring, it's a Lord of the Rings game where the Fellowship is trying to, um, oh, I don't know, do the movie <laughs> or right. uh, a book. Do the book. So you've got the good guys. You've got the bad guys. Right. You're fighting over territory. The fellowship is also supposed to be moving towards um, destroying the ring. But if you take that away, you've got kind of a weird two-player version of Risk where there's a third party that has its own objective. I'm sure there's some property out there that you could replace that with, but I I don't know. I'm sure they're going to do a Game of Thrones game that's based on war for the ring exact same mechanics but with like i don't know john snow i don't i don't know i don't care about game of thrones uh and then there's also we've talked about this game before zia zaya i've always said zia i've always said i've always said zia as well uh, legends of drift system if you take the theme away again you've just got a generic space exploration and pick up and deliver game right so I mean, the theme is there. It's not super meaningful, but without the theme, the mechanics don't make any sense. Why it's, it's why are you there? Why are you playing the game? If it's not this space game, what's happening? What's the point of it? 
Uh, I also put a link to another racing game in this document. Um, it's called Rally Man, and I just put a link to it because the box art says 110% rally with an E at the end. And I thought that's, I own this game. I think the box art is really funny. It's just a rally car, but it says 110% rally E. Okay. Are you, are you looking at it? Are no. you pulling it up? You just pull it up. I'm already moving on to what you've, what, what, what's going on on Kickstarter. Oh, these dang. Days. Okay. Uh, I didn't paste any links because I want to keep them a secret. Paste. Paste. Paste any links. Because you want to keep them a secret? Yeah, from you until... From me. Yeah. Because I can't see what you've backed on Kickstarter uh, just by going to No, these aren't... These aren't... Um, well, yeah, these are, these are things that I've backed on Kickstarter, but one of them's not. One of them's a joke. It's like when I sent you that that Kickstarter for that guy that said, I want to make a recipe on how to put a pizza into a, a pepper, <laughs> a bell pepper. Or like guacky talkie. Guacky talkie. <laughs> So there was this thing on there called Guacky Talkie. Let's not shame this guy. He, no, he no, had no. a dream. I just can't figure out if it was for real or not. You know, you know when you go on like Reddit and they have a video that just all, all it does is perfectly make fun of Kickstarter videos. It's got a guy. It's got soft music. That's what I felt it's like, like that this was. But a I close can't up on half out. his face. And he's like, hi, my name is Jared. And all my life, I've had a dream of a, of a product. I need your help to make it a reality. It's walkie talkie. <laughs> it was a walkie talkie that looked like an avocado. I can't figure out if it was real or not because he every, had some. Every single part of that video was what people make fun of. It was. Talking about Kickstarter videos. But then at the same time, like some of his goals were valid. Like he wanted to um, have more ways to employ people in like Guatemala yeah. or whatever. So I was just half of it. I was like, well, I could see that it's a valid thing. But on the other hand, it's literally like parodying everything it's, they make fun it's of. It's ticking every single box. And it literally was like a like, like you a could plastic. play a Kickstarter parody bingo. Yeah, like I think I think my favorite part was like <laughs> when he How went, is it colored? Magic. Ha <laughs> just kidding. My favorite part was when they just half of his face was, was or when it was just, like slightly out of focus. When he just went to like a whole bunch of different random people and had him go guacky talkie, guacky talkie, guacky talkie. I mean, it was it was hilarious. You you guys should like we'll, I mean, like, we'll put I, a link to it. Just he, go you watch the video and tell us if you raised, think it's like, a parody or not. He raised like six hundred dollars of his like thirty thousand dollar goal. It was really. I can't figure out if it was for real or not. I don't know. I for some reason he didn't cancel it. He let it go, even though like. That's I can't figure out. Uh, we'll link to it because he had maybe... it running for like three months. Uh, it's oh boy. Anyway, let's talk about real ones now. What do you What do you have? So um, I have this one in my uh, in my saved list as well. But I am backing legendary creatures. Uh, not related to the deck building game. Correct. Correct. Um, legendary creatures is I love the art in it. The art is fantastic. Um, it is a deck and resource management game where you're combining creatures, abilities, magic spells, and, uh, like amulets and you're in, um, they say it's like a race through four elemental realms. Um, but you're also, um, trying to maneuver for the mastery of each realm before your opponents are able to take the lead. So... Um, it, I mean, come on. I was one over cause it has like unicorns and minotaur minotaurs and cyclopses and griffins and the arts. Great. 
uh, my favorite part is one of the add-ons uh, is an expansion, a mini expansion that I don't have for Herbaceous. Yeah. Um, my favorite part is the meeples. Oh, they are they are cute. Oh my god, they're amazing. Like a fat dragon. Yeah, there's like a, and a griffin. What is what is yes, this? Yes, they're great. One of them kind of looks like a flying llama. Mm, a, 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 um, Just the meeple itself looks like that. It's not a flying llama, but mm, yeah, it's probably like a chimera. Yeah, but it looks like a flying llama. Well, because they're not three D. It's a chi- It's uh, that's definitely a chimera. But yeah, yeah it does look yeah. like a llama. With... <laughs> it looks like a flying llama. But they're so adorable. I love the meeples, um, which I am a sucker for a game with cute meeples. It's got to be a chimera. Yeah, I think it is a chimera. But um, the reviews for the game are all really solid. You can download the rules. I have downloaded them. I haven't been able to look through them all. But um, people that I trust as reviewers that I, you know that I've met and I trust their opinion I'll say that it's a really great game so after reading some of their opinions I backed the game immediately because of also the meeples and the art so the meeples the meeples they are they are thematic meeples and I don't know yet but this might be a thematic game well once you read the rule book you'll have some more information um so this is legitimately in my saved projects. This is not me making a joke. Um, it is totally a joke though. Flexi paw selfies and portraits of your dogs and cats. <laughs> I saw it's that. a thing that clips onto your I phone. I saw that it holds treats for them. <laughs> so they'll look up at your phone. Yes. <laughs> I saw that. Look, I just feel like everybody might think that, I only back board games on Kickstarter, and that's true. But I've also backed comic books. Are you? And food you're not going to back this. I you? don't know. <laughs> because I it's feel really like stupid. Here's the real talk: is when I get a 3D printer, I'll 3D print you something you can put on your phone uh, that'll you, hold a cat treat. Yeah. Well, when my 3D printer comes, it's never coming. It's, it's never, never coming. coming. Okay. The one I backed on Kickstarter is never coming. I'm going to have to. Yeah. Buy the one. one. The both of the ones that I backed on Kickstarter. Yeah, um, they're never, they're never Tasty coming. Minstrel has a new game, a new deluxe game. Um, I'm really confused here. Is Deluxified a trademark that they have? Because this says Deluxified at TM, and all of the games that they've been putting out recently have been Deluxified. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But there's another game they're pr- printing, um, Crusaders. Thy will be done. Um, and if you, if you're curious, no, this game is not thematic at all. No, <laughs> it's dudes on a map and the dudes are just meeples that have, I want to know what do they mean by silk, silk screened wood tokens? Um, they're going to silk screen designs on them. Oh, I see. So like this barn that I'm looking at, it's right going to have like windows, it's gonna have windows silk screened yeah. onto it. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. I don't see a lot of companies do that. Um, I mean, it happens, but yeah, some do, some do. Um, And then the other one, now I know we don't talk about role-playing games here a lot. Johnny and I both really play role-playing games. I like them. A lot less than we used to. Yeah. I just don't have time to dedicate like every week to one game. Well, did you know this? Traveler is making a resurgence. Okay. I like Traveler, but I prefer to play it with the GURP system. Well, you're not wrong, but we've talked about We've talked about how Steve Jackson promised me personally um, a new version of GURPS whenever I backed his Kickstarter that one time. I did not know that. No, well, when I backed the uh, Ogre Kickstarter, he was like, 
oh, this Kickstarter has been going really well. Here's the other thing that we want to put on Kickstarter. Ah. Uh, Munchkin was not one of those, but he's done two Munchkin Kickstarters now. Um, but yeah, Traveler RPG is coming back. It's a deep, sp- a deep space exploration box set for the new Traveler RPG covering the Great Rift. Um, now, what's interesting is, so Mongoose Publishing is running the Kickstarter, but it's not through them? Interesting. Yeah, I'm a little confused about it. Uh, you get way less stuff in this than you got in the TSR one that we talked about last episode. Um, and everything's in British money, so I'm having a little... Did the TSR one cancel? Uh, no, it's as far as I know, it's still going. Okay. It hasn't had as it ended yet. should be ending soon. But it looks like all that you get here is you get like three books, uh, a map, a sector map, and then a box to put them in for 50 L monies. Okay. That's British pounds. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, I don't know. I I may not actually end up getting this. I love the idea of we Traveler. Have a, we, well, we have a few... Uh, role-playing games in our near future anyway yeah um but yeah 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 no you're not wrong um if we're getting starfinder and we're going to be playing starfinder one night wizards although that one's just a one-day game but we've got that coming up why would i want to buy traveler a new printing of traveler when Starfinder. starfinder is coming out right mayhem we're gonna be playing mayhem i mean i just i don't know i don't know I love Traveler. I love the idea of I a new too. version of Traveler. Um, and when you play Traveler with like the GURP system, to me, it feels a lot like you're playing Firefly, like in the fire, like a Firefly role I could, playing game. I can see that. That kind of sort of makes sense. It feels yeah. very Fireflyish. Yeah. It's kind of fun, especially depending on the storyteller or storyteller, um, you know, the person running the game. Um, um, and then also, uh, I just want to toss this in at the very end. Uh, Founders of Gloomhaven is live on Kickstarter right now. Ah. It's already raised like $40 billion. Uh, of course it has. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to take a big pass on that one. It hasn't raised $40 billion, but it's a lot. Just like all the Gloomhaven's going to take a big pass. And this is not because I think Gloomhaven is not a good game. I just don't need it because everybody I know has it. So Well, Founders of Gloomhaven is not an expansion for I know. Gloomhaven. It's I a know. standalone game. Uh, it's tile placement, action selection. But I guarantee everybody I know is going to buy it. So oh, probably. I don't need it. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. If I ever want to play this or Gloomhaven, I can ask almost anybody in my gaming group. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've promised that there will be a food element of every single one of our podcasts. Yep. Too bad there's not a recipe this episode. Anyway, see you guys later. Bye bye. He is so full of crap. Yeah. Um, so since we're talking about themes and things that are not theme dependent <clears throat> and it's summertime and everybody likes things that can cool you off when it's super hot outside. Right. But here's the issue though. If you do this thing and then you go outside and move around in the heat, you're, you're going to throw feel up. Like crap. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. So uh, anyway, this week's recipe is a really tasty um, made at home vanilla milkshake. You heard it right. Just a, a vanilla milkshake. Plain old vanilla milkshake. Do you see, get it? Do you get it, guys? <laughs> yeah, do you get it? Because what's the episode about? It's about theme. It's about... Or lack thereof. Do you get it? Because it's a vanilla tea, milkshake. Tea. So anyway, but this particular recipe, you can add, and I will put, the, you know, that you can do this. You can add chocolate. You can add your favorite berry. You can add peaches. Um, some people like to add root beer instead of milk. That makes it a float. 
kinda. So uh, no, it does. It makes it a root beer float. Not because, well, no, because you blend it all together. Uh, so. It's a blended root beer float, basically. But uh, it's actually really tasty, and um, it's a really easy recipe that you can make at home. And I'm gonna share it. And uh, yep, plain old vanilla milkshake. Are you licking that camera bag? What are you doing? His cat is licking a camera bag. She's licking the carpet. Uh, I feel like... Is that, is that it? Yeah, that's it. We're done. Oh. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> well, guys, uh, I guess that's it. It snuck up on us. Uh, I know you guys are really sad <laughs> that you have to wait until the next episode. But um, you actually don't have to wait that long until the next episode because um, you can go back and listen to older episodes. And we've got some videos coming up soon. <laughs> Check out our YouTube channel. Yep. Um, Smash that subscribe button. Yeah, just headbutt it. All right, I'll give you. I'll give you a couple seconds. All right, three, two, one. All right. So, whenever you wake up from your coma, <laughs> you go ahead and click on the subscribe button. Um. No, but real talk, guys. Uh. You know, we've been doing this for a while. Just keep uh, keep circulating the tapes, as they used to say back in the day. If you follow us on Facebook, we are getting close. We're closing in on that 150 followers mark, at which point we will be giving away a free game. So, And you'll have to um, tune in to figure out what that is. Yep. So if you don't follow us on Facebook and you're on Facebook, do so. Um, if you do follow us... And you want to hurry up and get to that mark? Suggest that some of your friends. Yeah, you got to like, comment, share, subscribe, uh, other things. I don't. Whatever. Whatever the. We're, other... we're closing on that 150 on Instagram as well, so. Make sure that that subscribe button is lit, fam. Yep. Get so. Fid fidget spinners. Anyway, until next time, <laughs> Jared. You can eat chit and dice. Eat Chit and Dice is a production of Swin Media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license. Attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 4.0 international. Oh, we also have um, some events coming up if you're in the area, if you are if you live in Canada. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, Danielle K. Sorry, you can't come. Well, you can come. You're allowed to, but yeah, I don't think you'd it, want to. Yeah. Um, we've got... C4 Comic and Pop Culture Con. Well, no, John D. We don't tell them where we're going. We just make them go to the website. Oh, okay. So they can look go at Go to the, the website, check out our events um, calendar, and yeah. see what we have coming up. It's not really a calendar. It's just a page that I have to manually edit. But We also have our events on our Facebook page, so check out our Facebook page. Okay, bye. <laughs>